Thank you for listening to the Convergence House of Prayer podcast. Please enjoy this message by Pastor Greg Seamus. Wow. All right. Well, I have a testimony and a confession. I didn't ask permission to share this, but I did tell my wife. Tell. That's probably not a good word. Um, anyway, I got a, Wendy got a phone call yesterday, and uh, <clears throat> it was someone from our congregation. And uh, about a year and a half ago, her grandmother had a, a lupus, and she, uh, this person was calling Wendy to see if it was okay for her grandmother to make a carrot cake. She had already made a carrot cake, and she wanted to give it to me because somehow either the Lord told her I like carrot cake or something. How many, anyone here like carrot cake? Just want to know. Oh, wow, there's a lot of you. I hate to bring that up, but I won't bring it up next week, I promise. And, and she wanted to make a, a homemade, from scratch, carrot cake for me in appreciation for praying for her because her lupus is completely healed. 70, 72 years old, and she runs a mile every day. I mean, most people at 72 run to the bathroom, or they run into the kitchen. All depends on, anyway. So, anyway, I shouldn't say that. But, so I, I was shocked. Runs a mile every day. Works out. 72. Isn't that amazing? So, I said, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell a 72-year-old grandmother not to, don't give me the carrot cake. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you're in trouble with those kinds of intercessors because when you're at 72, anyway. So, so this is my confession part. So the carrot cake arrived this morning. And I was talking to this person, and I was saying, you know, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to probably just I'll take it. I'll receive it in the name of Jesus. I know officially the fast doesn't start until after the service. That's just between me and the Lord, brother. Anyway, so uh, I said, I'm just going to go ahead and have a piece because the Lord's leading me to have a piece. And then I'm going to report back to you. And I'm going to let, her, her, let you know how wonderful that carrot cake was so you could tell your grandmother. Not nice of me. So, not nice of me. So I was, I was, I was in the lobby and I was coming down the hallway, and uh, one of our our board members, ushers, was walking the other way, spotted the carrot cake, and began to follow me. <laughs> I'm not going to say who it is, but Charles and I had a great piece of carrot cake. Uh, so that's, that's, our, that's my confession straight up. The altars are open. If you guys want to come and just give it to the Lord, go ahead. I mean, give it to the Lord, like give carrot to the Lord. <clears throat> but that's kind of my segue. I, um, I don't know where to go from here. Um, we do have a, a countdown clock now that is like the size of the Empire State Building. So um, I'm, we're trying a new... We're <laughs> This is a new year, right? 
This, for many of us, it's a, it's a good time to restart. It's a good time to refocus. It's a good time to believe God for a, uh, an amazing 2019. We go from glory to glory, don't we? And so there's no reason why, if, you, if 2018 was amazing for you, just believe that 2019 will be more amazing for you. The thing is that I always look at when I review the year is a, a couple things. Number one, uh, at the end of 2018, do I look more like Jesus at the end of 2018 than I did at the beginning of 2018? Because the goal is not, the goal ultimately is not heaven, it's the image of Christ. So that means that every trial, that means every tough situation, that means every joyful moment that we experience in the course of a year actually can be used to make us more, look more like Jesus. And that's the ultimate goal. And so we don't handle every situation perfectly. We don't handle every trial perfectly. Many of us don't like pain. I don't. But I do know that, that in the course of the journey, um, God can use everything for good. And he can con continue to conform us into his image and likeness. And so I just want to encourage you at the beginning of 2019 that the one of the goals for, for me personally is to look more like Christ at the end of 2019. And that's where, for me, um, it's, the, it's, the, it's the building, it's the going from glory to glory. And so that's something I would strongly encourage you all to jump on and do. And then the other thing, too, I was thinking about um, at the end of 2019, because I... I um, I enjoy reflecting. I think reflecting is important. Uh, I think in our crazy, busy lives that we all have, that we kind of lose that point of just reflecting. And so at the end of the year, I try and reflect. In all the craziness of Christmas and, you know, you know New Year's, New Year's Eve, uh, all kinds of things, it's, it's, I try and take a, a little bit of time. And I was just, one of the questions that kind of surfaced in me is, um, something in regard to what can I be, what, what's a, a list of things that I could be thankful for at the end of 2019? So if I sit down in, in December of 2019, I want to I almost create the list. I want to be thankful, Lord, I'm thankful for. And those, that kind of helps me set the course for the year, personally. You know, I, I want to thank you, Lord, that um, I'm in better health this year than I was last year. Thank you, Lord, that there was no calories in that carrot cake. I want to thank you, Lord, there was no calories in any desserts. Thank you, Lord, for... Anyway. So, um, so those are just things for you guys to, to consider as we move into 2019. I do think that the Lord gave me a verse. Um, it's a familiar portion of Scripture. Um, for, some, for someone in here, it could be for more than one person, but it came out of Isaiah 42. It's a very familiar uh, portion of Scripture. And I just want to release it to you as a prophetic word. If it's for you, grab a hold of it. If it's, for, if it's not, it's still a good word. All right? Isaiah 42, verse 9. See, the former things have taken place, and, a, and new things I declare. Before they spring into being, I announce them to you. I feel like the Lord is releasing this, this new thing in your life, and it's, it's something that's going to give glory to the king. It's going to be something that's going to bring you closer to Jesus. And I feel like also that the Lord gave me this somewhere else in Isaiah. I don't know. I think it's Isaiah 
43, and it's talking about um, sons and daughters coming home. And if, if, if you have wayward children, I believe that the Lord is going to do something special in 2019. In particular, I think it's, you can look at it, but I think it's, it's a verse 5, um, it's verse 6, that the, from the north, from the south, from the east, from the west, he's going to draw them back. And, um, and I know that you've been praying. I know that you've been, going, you've been contending for your sons and daughters to come back to the Lord. And I believe that the Lord is just releasing the word. You can pray over it. But I do believe that those, those kids are going to come home this year in the name of Jesus. So we just receive that in the name of the Lord. <clears throat> the word says that, that salvation is for us and our household. And so we're believing that the whole family runs in the kingdom and the inheritance goes down to our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren. We can receive that, right? All right, amen. Well, today's gonna be a, a little bit different. Um, what I wanna do is every single person, I think, or every single chair in this room has a 2019 fasting and prayer worksheet. So I, to, I, wanna get that, I want you to get that out and that's actually where I'm gonna be speaking from is this worksheet. And um, I just want to let you know, I, I don't even know how many years it's been since we've been doing, starting the year off uh, with fasting and prayer. Uh, I, I mean, it's been at least 15 years. And I think maybe once the Lord said, don't do it, and we didn't, because we don't want it to become ritual. But at the same time, we want to be hearing the voice of the Lord. And, um, and I can't, I just don't have time to tell you how many miracles how many life-changing things have taken place in these 21 days? I just feel like um, it's important, like for on New Year's Eve, I don't know how many of you joined us New Year's Eve, but we just broke into New Year's, we broke into the new year with communion, with worship, with, with uh, getting around the word and getting into the presence. And the presence of God ended our year in 2018 together here and it actually began our year in 2019. And I feel like there's something, there's something super important about ending the year in the presence and beginning a new year in the presence. And I know for some of you who are traveling, you couldn't be here for whatever reason. But um, I just want to encourage you as we step into uh, 2019, this 21-day fast is part of that journey of almost first fruits. It's like giving the Lord the first 21 days, well, not the first 21 days because today is the sixth, but the, you know, the first part of our, of our 12 months, that one month to the Lord, and just say, God, this is time for me to refocus, to be refreshed, to kind of restart, to reflect, and then also to put kind of feet on those kinds of things. And so um, we get that actually out of the 21-day fast, we actually get that out of Daniel uh, chapter 10. Uh, which I don't think is on your sheet. You can write that down if you'd like, but it's uh, Daniel chapter 10. And that's where, uh, if you know the book of Daniel, that's where Daniel uh, set, um, you know, set out to pray for 21 days, three weeks to the Lord. And that's where there was a breakthrough that took place after 21 days. And Gabriel breaks in and, and begins to speak to, to Daniel regarding a vision that Daniel received. But really, it was a point of, after this 21 days, it was a point where heaven met earth. And, and that's what we really want to go after. We want to see heaven break into earth. We want to see heaven break into 
your situations, your surroundings, your relationships. We want to see a breakthrough of God coming in to, uh, to our situation, to our lives. And so that's kind of in general like a really quick uh, a synopsis of why we do the 21 days. It's, it's a sacred space. It's sacred space for you. I don't tell anyone to pray, pray and fast. I'm not concerned about what you pray and fast. That is something that is given to, that is something that is sacred between you and the Lord. Uh, some people don't pray and fast for 21 days. Some people pray and fast for seven days. Some, it doesn't really matter. Um, though I, would, I, I have seen far greater results when people take those full 21 days. And sometimes um, the 21 days for, for a few become a launching pad to 40 days. So we've had people take 40-day fasts starting with these 21 days, and they felt like the Lord said, continue, continue to fast. So I want you to know that in our time of fasting, and prayer, because there's many new people, um, in our times of fasting and prayer, that that is something that I hold um, as something that's sacred between me and the Lord and is sacred between you and the Lord, though we do it corporately. Does that make sense? So we're on the journey together. So there's going to be, there's going to be, two, there's going to be a, a corporate focus, and then there's going to be per, a personal focus. And so this year, our, our, the, the words that's kind of resonating in me is actually four words, and I actually, I'll just go ahead and lay them out to you, but it's resting, it's receiving, it's responding, and it's raining. Now, I'm not talking about it's raining now, in the natural. It's raining with an R-E-I-G-N. It's raining in life. Romans 5.17 talks about that we're royalty and that we're called to reign in life. And when he was just reading out of Proverbs chapter 4 last night in the Passion Translation, where it's talking about reigning in life. So, so we want to, we want to, we reign from a place of rest. And in the Bay Area, rest is something that is highly, I don't know, it's scarce. I'll just say that. And so we, for me personally, the Lord has been taking me on a journey the last several months and will continue to do so this year on experiencing the, the heart of the Father. And when we, when we experience the heart of the Father, we actually come into a place of rest. If you read Hebrews chapter 10, it talks about finding our rest in God. So, so what I'm believing the Lord for, for every single person in this room, is that we would reign in life from a place of rest. And that, and that the, the, middle, the middle quotients, the, the middle part of that is actually receiving from the Lord and responding to what he says. Does that make sense? I know it's four R's. I'm not, I'm not trying to be preachy or anything like that. It's just that it's simple for me to remember. So if I can just rest in the, I can just rest, find a place to rest, and we'll talk about really practical stuff in just a few moments and how, because I, w- I just want to give you a little bit of a plan that would make you successful in the fast. Of course, this is not the only plan. This is just something that's helpful for you in terms of like moving forward. People don't know really what to do, how to, some people have never, never fasted, and pr- never fasted. I, I believe you prayed, but maybe you've never fasted. You might have fasted for three days, maybe two days, maybe one day, whatever, but maybe not 21 days. So 
um, just want to kind of lay out that journey. But, but the focus corporately is this place of coming into a place of rest and learning how to reign as God's children. I think we're called to reign in life. And that'll be a theme throughout 2019. That'll be one of the focuses that we'll really go after because I feel like that is a huge part of ecclesia. It's a huge part of being the ecclesia is coming into this place of encountering the Father and moving with his heart. And so it's, um, it's super important that we, that we connect with the Father um, relationally and that we, we rule from a place, you know, we rule this way from actually responding to his voice. And so much of Christianity, so many believers are working so hard to earn the, the Father's love when you just have to receive it. And so we'll talk about that next week, you know, and then we'll talk about responding, and that'll be the end of our corporate time. Like, that's the, that's the focus that we really want to go after um, with you guys. So is everyone okay so far? All right, so let's just kind of get practical here, and hopefully most of it's practical. Um, and I just want to gear you towards some of these steps that, are, that we want to talk about moving to our fast, and I have about 20 minutes to do it. So step number one, as we enter into our, our corporate fast, um, determine what your focus will be during the fast. And so um, I have, we have like a box there it says week one, week two, and week three. And this week, our corporate focus is resting in the Father. Next week, our, co- our focus is going to be receiving from the Father. And so we'll talk, that'll be where the ser- service is geared. The messaging will be geared. And then week three is responding to the Father. So this week, I, I want to give you permission to rest. Say amen. amen. And this week, I just want you to maybe set your alarm clock a little bit earlier than normal, maybe 15, 20 minutes, um, or find some place uh, during the middle of your day or in the evening to shut everything off, turn off all the noise, shut down your social media, and just rest. Just be in receive mode this week and just, and just meditate on the love of the Father that he has for you. I know that in the middle of being busy, in the middle of doing life, in the middle of all the things that we have going on, and even with your New Year's resolutions, I know some of you have done those, right? Most of you have done those. You know, you also need to find a place of rest in that. And so, we're, so this week we, we just encourage you, Matthew eleven twenty eight talks about um, that he calls us into this place of rest. His burden is light. His yoke is easy. And you, you can find rest in God. And I really do feel and I've experienced, I hear God best when I'm in a place of rest. When I'm stressed out, I have a hard time hearing the voice of the Lord. And in our culture, we prize busyness. We value it. We have, we have books on productivity. We have 10 steps to be more productive. And we equate productivity with success. And that's quite not what the New Testament teaches. The Lord's more concerned in fruitfulness than productivity. He's called us to a place of being fruitful, not so much being productive. And I think there is a difference. So, so we measure our success by 
Some people measure their success by how many things they check off their to-do list without giving much value to being fruitful. So coming to a place of, of finding rest in God, and then I would, I would even jump ahead to read, read uh, John 15 where it talks about abiding from this place of rest. The branch doesn't have to really work hard to grow. It just receives. So you have permission this week to rest. Find that place in God. Square up. Open up your Bibles. And let, let him just minister to you. And take a big, deep breath. It's okay. You're God's kid. You're the apple. You're his favorite. I'm his favorite. You're his favorite. Because he's God. He can have favorites everywhere. All right. You guys all right? So Philippians 4, I mean, Philippians 4, yeah, 6 and 7 says, don't be anxious for anything. You get that? It doesn't say don't be anxious for some things. Don't be anxious for anything. But through prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. So, so when, I, when I come to a place of rest, I actually position myself to receive. And so for me, finding rest is intentional. Like, it's part of my day. Like, I sleep at night, praise God. Some nights better than others. But I'm, I'm talking about having rest in the inner man, in your spirit. So that's what this week's about. Okay, so there's this corporate focus and there's personal focus. So let's, let's look at how we determine what our personal focus is. Three questions that you could ask yourself. There could be more. Number one, what's important to God? Like, what's important to the Lord? Number two, what's important to me? And hopefully there's a connection. So there's these core things that are important to me because they're important to God, and then there's some things that, that are just on my heart. Those things are important to me. Determine what those things are. And then what do you sense the Lord asking you to do, or what, what do you, I sense the Lord asking me to focus on during the 21 days of fasting and prayer, which leads us actually to step two. So you might want to complete this. I'm fasting unto something to something. So when we, when we, set, our t- when we set time for fasting and prayer, we actually fast from something to something. Fasting and prayer is not a great, you know, it's not, it's not a new diet plan. We want to we wanna fast from something and to something. So this phrase that I have in front of you is, I'm fasting unto, and let me just give you some things that you, could, you can ponder. Uh, I'm fasting unto an answer. I'm fasting unto a solution. I'm fasting unto a certain lifestyle change. I'm fasting unto a healing. I'm fasting unto a breakthrough, whatever that breakthrough is, whatever that healing is, whatever that lifestyle change is, whatever that solution might be. You're fasting for, you you need wisdom in a particular situation that you're facing. You're fasting unto that, right? So I'm fasting unto a purpose, I'm fasting unto a ministry. I'm fasting unto a cause. I'm fasting unto an assignment. 
I'm fasting unto a verse, a scripture, a block of scripture that I want to see come, become relevant in my life. So I am fasting unto something, so I'm fasting from something. So I'm going to fast from foods, certain foods. I'm fasting from uh, certain meals. I'm fasting from media. A lot of people fast from distractions. I'll hit in a moment. Like, they're all, they're all, see you later, Facebook. See you later, Instagram. See you later, Snapchat. See you later, Snapchat. See you later, like, see you later, all these this social media platforms so they can focus. So they're fasting from distractions. And in our research years ago, I determined, I, I came across a lot of articles. You can probably search this. But in the natural, when we eat, blood rushes to the, the food that we just ate and uh, begins to work on digesting that food. When you actually fast, the blood stays in your mind. That's why you're sharper during a fast. You're actually, you actually think clearer during a fast. I mean, a couple of days ago, I had, I had just had too many carbs. And man, I am learning, like, if I have carbs, I sink afterwards. Like, I sink. I'm just like, don't even talk to me. I'm resting before the Lord. I, I am, but my mind is foggy. I'm not sharp. I'm not like, I just, and so, and so in, the, in the natural, like, you know, physiologically, your, your, the blood system rushes down or processes the food, so you're not as sharp here. So, so praying and fasting, when the Lord calls us to pray and fast, it's actually to sharpen our minds. We can hear better. We can hear from the Lord. You got to say amen there, even though you're going to research it yourself later. I know that. So write down, as, write down what the Holy Spirit is giving you to do. Like whatever that focus is. That, that focus is. Number three, make your commitment. Pray about what kind of fast you should undertake. So there's different types of fasts. Um, there's a, what we call a Jewish fast, which is you eat at sunset. That's why we do it in January instead of July, because the sun sets at 5.30 as opposed to 9. Come on, someone say hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. I am just kidding, but it sure helps. All right. So, so you, you just fast during the day, and then uh, you, can fast, you fast breakfast, lunch, and then you have one meal at sunset. And please don't have a meal that makes up for breakfast and lunch for dinner, you know? Your plate's this big, you know? You got it at Costco, you know? It's a platter, actually. So... <laughs> <laughs> you just went and barbecued six burgers. So uh, anyway, you won't you won't be much after that. I promise. Um, so so there's Jewish fast. A lot of people do that, um, but that's something that's between you and the Lord. A lot of people do a Daniel fast. A Daniel fast is out of the Book of Daniel, where it was uh, fruits and vegetables. It was a meatless diet. It was it was some, no meats, no sweets, no sweets, no meats. So let's all the men say that together. <laughs> For men, the, it's, the no sweets might not be a problem. The no meats, so that's, that's, anyway. So, and don't take, don't take Bill Johnson's thought that chicken is a vegetable. 
All right, so don't, so don't put that in, as part of the Daniel fast. Yeah, hey, someone said chicken to vegetables. Well, I'm just going to go after, you know, a rotisserie chicken at Costco or something like that. So there's Daniel fast. So that's going to be fruits and vegetables. And we have, I've actually done that a lot um, in our fast, Daniel fast. And, uh, and so I just want to let you know it can be done. Okay. Um, some people have taken on a water and juice fast. And they just feel like the Lord is saying, you know, uh, don't want you to eat. And so they, you know, they go ahead and they do water and they, ju- they, do, uh, they do juice. I've known people on a 21-day fast and longer who have just done water, just done a water fast. And I'm telling you, um, there is a principle down there that I have bolded out. The greater the sacrifice, the greater the return. I, I, could, I could safely say after 15, 20 years, that is absolutely true. So there have been times when I've taken 50, these 21 days and I went for it and there was a huge sacrifice, but afterwards the return was massive. And there are times where I just, I just wasn't in the game. I just wasn't, I was pushing reset daily. We talked last year about a reset button. You know, you just push reset and you keep going. You don't condemn yourself, right? You know, I started fasting an hour ago. And so anyway, um, but there's something about that reset button that's important. So there have been times I've hit that reset button a lot, you know, and, and there are times when I've, and I was fairly successful in a fast, and I've, I've noticed that the greater the sacrifice, the greater the return. And so um, I also noticed that sometimes answers will come immediately, and sometimes as you fast, you're sowing. And so that means the answer might come at six months from now, might come a year from now, don't know. But I just want you to know, as we, as we pray and fast together, there's something happening in the heavens. You know what I'm saying? You're not praying unto nothing. You're praying unto something, and heaven, heaven responds to our prayer, prayer and fasting time. So uh, then there's an E, you can create your own. Like, you can create your own kind of combination, really. You know, some people, we, I've done this. Um, the first week, I fast one meal. The second week, I fast two meals. And the third week, I fast three. So, so we're giving you all these things because, number one, we want you to enter into a, a prayer and fasting time with us um, as part of a spiritual family. But it's also, I want you to see that there is flexibility in the praying and fasting. And this is something that you talk to Jesus about. All right? So people fast from food, number one. Number two, they fast from distractions. And this might be the harder fast. So um, I, I would suggest, for, I would just say many people do both. So there's many, many people who have fast from certain foods and they fast from social media. And they replace their social media time with the word. So when you fast, you want to replace that with something with, with you know, and I'm going to talk about that next. We fast from something so we can feast on something. And so... Some people have put away, they've put away the social media, these things that are distractions, you know, even certain hobbies that they enjoy, they've put those down for the 21 days so they can focus on the Lord. So number four, so number one, let me just kind of, we determine what our focus is, and there's a box for you to write that focus down. Number two, um, we set our objective. Number three, we make our commitment, commitment to what kind of fast we're going to go after, and number four, um, we feast on the super, I just called it this, 
this. We feast on something, you know, while we fast on something. But I just kind of want to use, a, use something a little practical. We feast on the supernatural while we fast in the natural. So what's the supernatural? The supernatural is the presence. The supernatural is the word. The supernatural is communion with God. It's prayer. It's spending time in the supernatural while we're fasting in the natural. So I have some questions for you. How much time will you devote each day to prayer, to worship, and the word of God? These are questions I ask every single time I enter into a fast. So how much more time am I going to give to the word? So I might wake up, for me personally, I might wake up 30 minutes earlier and just give extra time to the Lord. For some of you, it might be, uh, I would suggest um, if you're commuting to work, maybe you're going to, instead of listening to, you know, sports talk radio or whatever people listen to, I know many, many of you listen to worship, which is awesome. Um, so, but if you don't, your car could just become a sanctuary of the presence. And you just, that, your car can become, I mean, the tools that we have access to give us all kinds of amazing ways of getting the word of God in us. So you just put the word on. You know, you can, you can probably download an app and have the word read to you through your car. Like, as you're driving, like your car becomes this habitation of the presence of the Lord. And you're going into, instead of like, you know, everyone's like screaming at each other on the freeway, and you're just like, woo, you know? And you're just, uh, something weird about that person, you know? Um, you might want to go to work 15, 20 minutes early and just walk the premises and pray. You know, you might just, there's, a, there's, there's, there's so many ways that we can grow. In the, and hopefully, you might cultivate a habit in those 21 days where you can actually say, man, this, is, this has been really fruitful for me. This has been amazing for me. I'm going to keep doing this. And so um, we just want to encourage you to, to look at those kinds of So we kind of laid out some questions for you. So you want to increase your time with the Word and how much time of Bible reading. Those are good diagnostic questions. I mean, if you're on BART, use your earbuds, you know, or air, whatever they call them, you know. Pods or whatever they call them, or you know your big old Bose, you know speakers, and put them on, and your beatbox. Those, well, those were the old days. Um, anyone remember those? Okay. <laughs> Did anyone actually have one? <laughs> no one's going to put their hand up. All right. Uh, so number two underneath step four says this twenty-one day f- uh, fasting and prayers for your whole family as well. We've had whole families jump on this together. And we've seen breakthrough in children's lives. And so um, there's something to encourage you guys on if you would like to do that. So there's a box down there that says, this is how much time a day I believe God is saying to feast on the supernatural. So write that down. And use that as a goal. And if you don't hit that goal, that's okay. You know, this is not about like trying to hit a goal and missing it and feeling shame and all that. You just reset and go. You have permission to do that. So freedom over you in the name of Jesus, right? Number five, prepare yourself spiritually. Ask the Lord to help you. That was, that's a good thing. Um, and, and I think that's super important because you don't want to just strive into that. You want to be able to say, Lord, I really feel like this is from you, and I need your help. And then all of heaven rallies over you. Um, Number, number two, have your Bible. Number three, have a journal or pens or your, 
you know, digital phones or whatever you guys use. And then I would, I'm really big on scheduling your day. And I, that could just be personal, but I block time out for God. He's my appointment. So I have appointment with God at 5 a.m., 5.30 a.m. That's my appointment with the Lord. And because if I start rolling into my day, I get interruptions. And interruptions are amazing. They could, you know, that's, that's part of what we do in life. But f- for me, in the morning is the quietest time. And so I just make an appointment. I block it out. I make an appointment with God. It's usually one hour. I spend time in the Word. I spend time in prayer. I, maybe I'll put on some worship music. And, and I just ordered a whole... Uh, uh, a hundred communion cup wafer things. So this year, um, I'm starting to, uh, I want to take communion every single day. And it was Bobby Connor, who actually, he's coming in May, just to let you know, Bobby's coming in May. Bobby uh, said that um, if you want to have a long life, have communion every day. And, uh, and, I, and I know my brother-in-law takes communion every day, so I felt like the Lord was like, you know, go for it. So I did. I just ordered it off of Amazon, uh, 100, whatever. And I just, I have my little communion things right here. My chair is right there. Let me have a chair. You know, it's your chair, whatever it is. It's right there, right there. And I just get before the Lord. That's me. That's what I do. You might be, you might be a night owl, you know. You might do yours in the evening. You might do yours at lunch. You go in your car, you know, and you're having communion and you're giving it to the Lord. I, I don't care where, when, because we're all wired so different, right? It's just that I think um, the Father is waiting for us to come to him. The, the Father is waiting for this 21-day fast to start. He's waiting for you to come and approach him. He's waiting for you to draw near. That's his heart. That's his desire is for us to draw near. So lastly, step six would be expect results. Remember, you are sowing seeds as you fast and pray. Reaping might happen both during the fast or after the fast. Number two, the goal is to delight yourself in the Lord. Draw near by giving more time to him and receiving from him. And lastly, don't forget the reset button. If you mess up, you push reset and you keep going. So my prayer for you, and then there's a checklist. So, you know, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, kind of like, you know, there's, that's for all the productivity folks out there who like checklists, like I do. I'm a, I'm a checklist guy. And so, uh, but I just know the measure of my, the measure of my life is not about how many checks I collect. It's the fruitfulness of God in me, right? So what I'd like for us to do is stand. <clears throat> And if, if you wouldn't mind just taking about a minute and just reflect a little bit. And while we're, we're here corporately, as the ecclesia of God, really the gathering of sons and daughters, why don't you ask the Lord, maybe you can just ask the Lord, what is it that, that you're wanting me to focus on during these 21 days. 
Some of you, you, you'll know right away. There's something that's been, it could be multiple things. It could be 10 things. Things that you are needing God to break a breakthrough in. But I still think it's important that we just quiet our hearts for a moment and ask him, what do you want me to focus on in these 21 days? I'm going to not talk. I'm going to let the Kenny play, and then I'll jump back in. But let's just take a moment, maybe 30 seconds to a minute. I'll just take a moment and just commit yourself. I think there's something important about that. It could be something simple as like, Lord, I'm committing myself to these next 21 days to draw near. To draw near. To draw near. Because he delights in your nearness. So, Lord, in these next 21 days, we just present them to you as an offering. Lord, we're asking you for divine encounters and revelation. We're asking you, Lord, for breakthrough. We're asking you for divine wisdom. We're asking you for miracles. We're going to give you the first fruit of this year. We're going to go deep in the word. We're going to draw closer by the spirit that's in us. Our communion with God is going to be tight. Lord, we're going to repent of things that we need to repent from. We're going to receive greater depths of your love and affection.
We're believing you, Lord, that things that have us bound will be broken. Lord, we pray that people will be delivered from secret sin, shameful secret sin that be broken in the name of Jesus. We're going to pray for a revelation of the Father's heart and love that's going to absolutely turn their spiritual world upside down for God's glory. That we're just receivers of the love of God. And that changes us. So we're asking you for grace and mercy. We're asking you for for spiritual strength. We're asking for your guidance and your direction. And we're excited about what's ahead. We're excited about the next 21 days of encountering you in greater ways than we've ever known. Lord, I pray that in these 21 days, it would actually be the greatest adventure in in God they've ever had. These 21 days of just separating ourselves for your glory. Lord, we pray for a supernatural invasion. We pray that heaven would meet earth. We pray, God, that that heaven would land in our hearts in greater measure. We pray for things that would take things that will take place that we have no control over. It's all, it's all the kingdom. It's being released. May we capture your heart. May we get to know you more without striving from a place of rest. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Yep. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Andrew go ahead and close real quick, and so, um, so we'll have him come up. You guys could just remain standing. Only take a minute. Awesome! Hey, give Pastor Greg another round of applause. It's so good. I'd just like to invite the uh, ministry team to come on up. If you're on our prayer ministry team, would you please start moving on in? Um, got a couple of words of knowledge. Uh, definitely with receiving the Father's love. Uh, one of them was uh, your, some people might have been wearing glasses that you've been looking through and you've been looking at our Heavenly Father and the perspective is skewed and your glasses aren't working in 2019 and he wants to remove those glasses. So if you feel like you have a hard time receiving or understanding what the love of our Heavenly Father looks like, his pleasing, perfect uh, always giving, always open love towards us. If you have a hard time receiving that, I would just encourage you to come get some prayer this morning. Even, can we dim the lights a little bit? Just like set the mood. Uh, and um, also uh, two, other, two other words. If you have had a hard time keeping food down, like your digestive uh, system is feeling all out of whack, uh, the Lord wants to heal that today. And the second one is scoliosis. I got scoliosis this morning. No, I didn't get it this morning. I got the word this morning that uh, he wants to heal scoliosis. If your spine is being twisted, it's going to be set straight today in the name of Jesus. So, hey, be blessed. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more messages like this, please subscribe and thank you for listening. 